Hey everybody, we're back. This is the Q&A Podcast, episode 23. Uh, my name is Anthony. Sitting right across from me as always is my pal DeQuincy. Long time coming, people. Hey, we're sorry we've been gone so long. Uh, we spent the whole month uh, you know, trying to figure out our Halloween costumes. <laughs> Whatever. Oh yeah, something like something that. Like that. Uh, mostly this is my fault. I went on vacation and then had a vacation from the vacation. So You went on vacation and yeah. never came back? Never, unfortunately had to come back. It just took longer than that. To uh, get back in the swing of things than I expected. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about today, man? Oh, again, we're doing our um, quarterly NFL report. So let's start talking about our local team, the Houston Texans, who are now 4-4. Four and four. Woo! Hey, yeah. two wins better than last year. You got yeah. like that. It's all, we only go up from here. Right. Um, compared to our last podcast, we, did, uh, we talked about the Texans. How do you feel now? Um, still, I don't, actually, I feel a little, uh, a little more concerned than mm-hmm. last, than last time we talked. Uh, they're not, it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to finish out the season 8-0 and, and make the playoffs. They've already lost to Indianapolis, division rival, mm-hmm. uh, and that's really the only team that counts at this point in the division. So you've already lost one game to Indy, and you're 4-4, they are, I mean, they're, they were rocking and rolling the Colts until they met the Steelers last week, but they're still strong enough to give us fits. And you know, at this time, you have to you have to get the quarterback situation. Well, you just got you have to get Fitzpatrick more consistent, and he still still hasn't hasn't gotten there. Um, now the, the receivers have dropped some passes that he's he's made that they should have you know caught. Uh, can't put all the blame on on him. We can't. As much as you'd like to, people, you can't put all the blame on Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah that's one of the things I get tired of. You go on uh, social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and people are just ripping Fitzpatrick for... I understand if he throws interceptions and, and things like that that are his fault, but um, the debacle that was the Steelers game, you can't blame that all on him. No. And he's not great. I don't. I personally... Well, really, yes. I, I don't I don't like him as our quarterback. I don't really care for him. Uh not he's personally because I don't have anything against the guy. He's know him. a below average quarterback. Yeah, he's yeah. not the he's not a guy that you can expect to take you to the Super Bowl. He's not Trent Dilfer. He's not going to do that. He can do that for one year. He can. You can get hot in the NFL for six games. Look what happened to Flacco. Yeah, well, you can get hot enough to you know be a good quarterback for five six games and. You know, lead lead your team in the playoffs. Fitzpatrick has the talent to do that, especially with Johnson. It, and, uh, but those quarterbacks Hopkins. weren't the guys that got them over the hump. It was the team as a whole, and the team hasn't been playing consistently as a whole either. I mean, your best, your most consistent players right now, and they should be because they are your best players: Arian, Arian Foster and JJ Watt. Very true. Before we get into that, you know, basically we're talking about team MVPs. I just want to go over the record. Um, with the team. So here's who the Texans have beaten. Washington, Oakland, Buffalo, and Tennessee. Do you know what the common factor with all those teams? They're all in last place in their division? No, they all have terrible quarterbacks. Oh. When you took on Washington, taking on RG3, still you know, coming off a of reconstructing knee surgery. Um, Oakland, we were playing, were we playing David, uh, Derek Carr? Yeah. Did every time, Derek and David. Buffalo, they had EJ Manuel still. They hadn't pulled him with Kyle Orton. And he and, got benched right after yeah, that Yeah, right after that game. And then with Tennessee, it was um, Musburger? Met- Mettenberger. 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 The selfie king. The terrible quarterbacks. Or, you know, like, <laughs> quarterbacks that are worse than our quarterback. Right. And the, our four losses came against the New York uh, Giants, Dallas Cowboys, Indianapolis Colts, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are all playoff teams. That's a combined, what, four rings right there? Four championships? Yeah. Eli has two, and Big Ben has two. Mm-hmm. And then, um, sorry, Romo, you know of, he's a superstar quarterback when healthy. And, you know, unfortunately, we're taking all Andrew Luck for the next 10 to 15 years. Right. You already know about that. The problem isn't <coughs> our quarterback. It's a problem that we can't stop elite quarterbacks. And that's a problem in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to – unless you do your homework, you're not going to 
you're not going to stop these guys, yeah. and it's it's showing time and time again. Now, admit, because that's what great quarterbacks do. Yeah, I'll admit the the, the New York, New York loss was pretty much on Fitzpatrick. He threw I believe three interceptions that game, and that was a killer. But it's the it's not his fault that JJ Watt couldn't bring down Tony Romo in the Cowboys game. Not his fault that the defense didn't show up until the second half in the Indianapolis game. And his not his fault that that cluster F happened before halftime in the Pittsburgh game. I mean, okay, in the Pittsburgh game, he threw an interception, but also bounced off of four guys. So <laughs> it's, I wish people would stop blaming him for everything that goes wrong with the team. It's only the uh, quarterback gets all the blame, all the glory. It's like he gets all the blame. And when something goes wrong, when something goes right, it's always like, oh, Foster did this and Watt did this. Like, he's out there doing the best he can. It's not his fault that either the defense doesn't show up or the running game is terrible. Right. But back to what you're saying, our consistent MVPs of our team. Well, the, the part of the defense and the running game, and they've actually shown up this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foster is tearing it up. I, I mean, is he behind Murray? I mean, I, he's still behind Murray. I believe. Yeah, everybody's behind Murray. Yeah. But is he right behind Murray, or is he is he number two in the league? Let me check. Keep going. I'm, I could have sworn he's number two in the league. Watt is doing it all on on both sides of the ball, literally. I mean, he's he's catching touchdowns. He, you know, he's sacking quarterbacks. Uh, well, he's making great tackles. Uh, just going all out. Back to the rushing yards. Aaron Foster has 766 yards this year. And Marco Murray is at him with 1,054. Good lord. We're, we're going to talk about the Cowboys later, but right now that's <laughs> a ridiculous amount for, you know, halfway through the season. Yeah. But uh, like you were saying, Bob. These guys are doing, I mean... They're doing it all. Well, Watt's doing it all. Foster is doing what he's supposed to do, which is, you know, pound the ball and score touchdowns. He's finally doing that because he's finally healthy, it seems. Um, but overall, this team just isn't putting it together. Four and four. You have two great players like that. A third in Andre Johnson. A rising star. Rising stars in uh, Swearinger. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hopkins. As long as it doesn't involve diving for a fumble, Hopkins is great. Dive for the ball! Come on! This team is is underperforming severely. And especially in a winnable division. As great as Andrew Luck is, that's the only team you have to worry about. So that, that makes it automatically a winnable division. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but I just think the schedule was a little bit more tougher than we expected because... I don't think either one of us expected either Dallas or New York to be this good. Or at the time. At the time, yeah, when we made a prediction, especially with Pittsburgh. I got both of those wrong, Pittsburgh and Dallas. I picked them for a grand total of like twelve wins. <laughs> and I think they're they're both gonna make the playoffs and keep this up, especially Dallas. Yeah. Um we talk about the running game, we talk about JJ Watt. It's good to see Clowney back on the field. Definitely. Um, returning from his torn meniscus that he suffered in the first game of the season. Wow, it's been so long. Um, he looks good. I, I would still wonder about him being a little conscious about the knee. You know, you've never had knee problems before. Right. Uh, speaking of knee problems, uh, Cushing didn't play last week. Is that what that was? His yeah, knee his knee was acting up. I remember watching him against the uh, Pittsburgh game, and Roethlisberger threw a um, slant, uh, just a little drop-off to the running back. And it literally looked like Cushing was running and molasses trying to catch the guy. That's right. He was very slow. I... And this is why it's always good to wait to to put something on Twitter. Because I was going to tweet out, oh, it looks like Cushing needs to be taken out back and give him the old yellow treatment because <laughs> he looks slow. And now it turns out he's hurt. So that's, I'm glad I didn't tweet that. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I thought, what's going on? Is he really is he really lost a step that much or that much of a step? That fast? Yeah. He's still, wow, is he 26, 27? Yeah, I think so. Um, and so, but, you know, at least we know that it's, it's, a, it's, it's an injury, mm-hmm. that it's something that he can recover from and get back to full speed. So next game this Sunday um, against Philadelphia. How are you feeling? Uh, I don't know, man. I, it's really tough with this team week to week because they have the potential to break out mm-hmm. every week. They really do. They have the team to do it. Just don't know if they're going to show up. And they're playing a team that they can beat. 
handedly, but they could also lose handedly too. I mean, there's very few teams that. It wouldn't surprise you if they lost forty-five to ten, or if they won twenty-eight to twenty. Would no, not at all. Like you said, there's just no consistency with consistency with this team. Mm-hmm. And Nick Foles, he's still a well, he's not a superstar quarterback. I would still say he's a top fifteen quarterback, right? And Especially in the system he works in. Exactly the system that, that they that they utilize. It's it's keeping them in in contention in, in the division with. With Dallas at this point, in the division with Dallas, the Eagles, Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Texas. Sorry. No, no. Um, the good news is after the bye week, the Texans' e- uh, schedule is pretty easy. Uh, they got coming up after got Cleveland, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Baltimore, and Jacksonville. Your most difficult game there is who? Cincinnati, maybe Baltimore. I gotta say Indianapolis. It's always Indianapolis at this point because. That's a game you have to win. Um, otherwise, you you're not going to have a shot at the division. Bottom line. Well, at the beginning of the year, um, I believe I predicted them for a wild card game. So that's all I'm hoping for nine and seven. Did you say they were going to win the division? I can't remember. I don't remember. Let's go back. We have paperwork, unfortunately, for you. <laughs> Uh, what did you say? You had them eleven. No, yeah, ten and six. So yes, you have them wild card as well. So, just need to win. That's basically what it boils down to. So, like I did after the last podcast, on a scale of 1 to 10, how, how are you feeling about this team? Um, ooh, gosh, I don't even remember what I said last time. I think, um, I think you're a 6. I think I'm at a 6 still. 6 still? Yeah. I believe last time I was at an 8. I'm down to a 6 now. I'm a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, just, <coughs> sorry. Just, I'm ha- starting to have a little doubts about the coaching staff, especially the play calling. Like, especially against the. Um, what game was it? Uh, the Steelers game, I believe. Was it the Steelers game? It, it was one game, either the Steelers or Indianapolis, where they basically had eight men on the, in the box against our offense. And I was like, why do we keep running it with Foster? Well, at least try play action and get it over the top, something. Mm-hmm. Try a deep slant with Johnson or. Um, Hopkins, and it just seems like we're falling back into the Gary Kubiak way of thinking. Going to run to the left, run to the right, punt, and it runs uh, center and then punting. And that can you can use that and beat the dreads dreads of the league like Oakland and you know Jacksonville, Jacksonville with that. But you're not going to beat the the best like um, Denver and. Um, who else am I thinking of? Denver and the Patriots and stuff like and things like that. And so I'm just wondering if you're not going to beat San Francisco, San Francisco or the Seahawks yeah. if you were ever to meet them in the playoffs. Right, my Super Bowl. Well, let's. let's I'm let's, just saying. Let's put off the Super Bowl <laughs> and let's just get over. Let's climb Mount 500. Let's right. get there. Okay. Jeez, you got some 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 high dreams for a team that went two and fourteen last year. All right, so we're both. Um, a little bit more um, concerned than we're, when we did this last but four weeks ago. All right, so let's we're going to run across the um, the NFL, talk Rest about the, the biggest league, stories yeah. that happened the past four weeks. Um, where should we start? Uh, you want to start with the Cowboys? Let's, yeah, let's stick with Texas. Oh, wow. Did not see this coming. <laughs> As you can see by my prediction. Uh, Cowboys are now, what are they, 7-1? 6-2. 6-2. They lost. Monday night against the um, Colt McCoy and the Washington professional team. How weird is that? <laughs> that they won? Or that he's the quarterback? Both. I can't, I can't believe that. Uh, let's start starting from a Washington topic, but RG3 goes down, then Kirk Cousin comes in, and he's unaffected and kills the trade value. And Colt McCoy comes in, and he... Doesn't quote unquote light, lights it up, but he does enough to win. It's, I believe it was eighty three percent on Monday night through one interception, ran in for a touchdown. But still, Dallas six and two. Didn't see that coming at yeah. all. In fact, didn't we have them winning six games? Yes, I had them six and ten. Although <laughs> it's still possible, still possible. Absolutely. Uh, what did you have them? Dallas. Oh, we both had them 6 and 10. Wow. That defense just did not look like it was going to do what it's doing now. Exactly. I have a, a co-worker at my job who's a Dallas Cowboy fan, and 
he he knew it all along. He know he's still like like he's happy and everything, but he, he still got the, the dread in the back of his mind that they're gonna mess this up and go eight and eight. And I was and I told him I don't understand how you lose Sean Lee at the beginning of the year, uh, you lose the Mark uh, the Marcus Ware in the uh, preseason, and your defense gets better. Well, hands off, you know. Uh, was it? Uh, you have to give credit to Scott Linehan, the, mm-hmm. the defensive coordinator. I mean, he's was that Scott Linehan? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what it is now. <laughs> we don't fact check. Um, tough guy. I mean, the, uh, I've actually been watching a few of their games, mm-hmm. and he's not afraid to get in there and get in his 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 boys' faces uh, and, and tell them when they screwed up and what they need to do better. And it seems like they're responding. But let's be honest. What's the best thing for this defense? When their offense has the ball. And what helps? When they run the ball. Like you said, DeMarco Murray, over a 1,000 yards already. Um, we're halfway in the season. <laughs> On he's, pace he's for, like, s- I believe, 446 carries. And, what, 3,000 yards? Is he going <laughs> to set the record this year? <laughs> uh, they're going to run him into the ground. Uh, they really but as they should. I mean, this, you're playing for this year. Mm, exactly. And besides, he's a free agent, so... They'll run him in the ground and get someone in the draft and just <laughs> let him go. And then some some poor team will be like, yes, we got the next great running back, and he'll run for like 800 yards next year. Oh. Mark it down. Oh, <laughs> I heard that. Oh, <laughs> running back some last song in the NFL. Nope. Um, Tony Romo has played uh, on Tony Romo. He hasn't really been turning the ball over that often. Yeah. Um, he went out on Monday um, – Contusion? Is it back contusion? Yeah, took a nasty looking sack. He basically got bit like a pretzel, and um, really don't. They're really worried that by his. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> We're talking about Dallas. I'm sick. Apparently, the Ebola virus has caught me. <laughs> um, yeah, what else you have about this team? I mean, they got their. The running game is, is is great. They're number one in the league in rushing yards. They got the offensive line playing as a cohesive unit. The receiving game is top notch mm-hmm. this season. I mean, uh, Des Bryant is starting to put it together finally. Uh, Terrence Williams is a very effective number two. It's like hurts my soul to talk about the Cowboys <laughs> in a positive light. Okay. I know. I feel like I have to think you got the shower. shivers. You got the yeah. shivers now. Uh, and Witten is as consistent as ever. So the offense, I mean, it's no surprise. We weren't surprised that they were going to, you know, be a, a top-notch offense. Uh, didn't no one saw the run of Demarco Murray? No, for sure. no. Of course, we didn't see it. No, when we predicted going six and ten each hour, we're fools. We shouldn't be allowed to bet anything. But we'll still do it anyways. Yes, we will. Um, I'm going to say you people pay to listen to this, but you don't. But this is, uh, you know, this is what they've been building towards, it seems like. I mean, it's finally starting to pay off, uh, at least offensively, and they finally got someone on the defensive side that um, is whipping these boys into shape, really. I mean, Rob Ryan was... Was a great defensive coordinator, but he's the kind of guy that. No, he is not. Have you seen the oh, Saints? This year. Yeah. Uh, they didn't stop you, me, and nine neighborhood kids. <laughs> but this, I mean, he's always he's never been that kind of in-your-face kind of coach, at least to his players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it really does, like I said, seem like the, the defense is responding to the kind of coach that that is aggressive, that it does get in your face, and is not afraid to stand up to you and tell you when you're wrong. Uh, so. It's clicking, and that's good for them. Yes. All right. Um, enough Cowboys talk. My soul hurts. <laughs> uh, we're going to jump from one team that kind of overachieved to another one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now we're 5-3. and three. Uh, Let's see. What did I predict for them at the beginning of the year? Nothing good. I I predicted to. their downfall. I mean, everybody's Me so- too. I predict- you predicted 6-10. and 10. I predicted 4-12 in the season from hell. And what are they now? 5-3. and three. So they already blew my, pre- my <laughs> prediction out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just felt that this team was gonna grow old and you know and die the, at the on the side of the street. They were all gonna go out together. Yes, and just a bunch of 34, 35, 36 year olds just 
gasping for air on the sidelines, and it hasn't happened. I mean, Big Ben has been phenomenal this year, and they're well. They've kept him upright. Yeah, I, again, didn't see that coming. I thought that again, the offensive line was going to be terrible, but and he hasn't gotten hurt to this point. Yeah. By this point, most years he's been banged up somewhat, and he's not. Uh, he's not getting hit as much. Mm-hmm. So it's it, he's. It's keeping him healthy. It's keep, keeping him on the field in the game, um, and he's doing what he's always been capable of, and, and that's you know tearing it up, scoring a bunch of points, and especially against yards. Indianapolis. Yeah, he threw over five hundred yards. Like yeah, five hundred twenty-two. Um, again, I did not see this coming. The defense has been middle of the pack. It's just their offense has kept them going, which has been like the trend ever since. Um, Tomlin's got there. Mm-hmm. They're kind of throwing defense to the side and become more of an offensive game, more of a uh, vertical passing. Right. Remember back uh, when Kyra was the coach, it was match my football. Absolutely. And that's kind of changed. And I guess it's well, that's always been that. I think that was also Chuck Knowles. Chuck Knowles, yes. His yeah, uh, philosophy. philosophy. We're going to run the ball down the coach and they have to stop. Plus, um, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> they, it's Roethlisberger short, middle, and long passes now. That's great for them. Isn't working out well for them? Oh, again, should not be able to predict anything. I am fool. Um, anything else you want to say about the Steelers? No, I think I've said enough. Uh, I'm skipping around our subjects. Go to London. Good day. Good day, love. Did you actually see the game? Yes, I woke up at 8 o'clock because I have Calvin Johnson in my fantasy team, and I had to make sure to take him out of the team if he didn't play, and he didn't play. It was nice, though. I, I didn't see the whole game. I actually got to catch some of it. It was nice uh, waking up on a Sunday morning instead of a Sunday afternoon. Uh, waking up early in the morning and turning on the TV and, oh, there's professional football. That was pretty cool. But uh, other than that, I really had no interest in the game, especially with the two teams involved. That's very true. It was great, personally, for me to wake up and be able to watch football literally all day from 8 a.m. until, you know, the Sunday night game that's wrapped up around 11. It was insane. Um, it's every man's dream. <laughs> if, I don't know if the NFL is, you know, looking to schedule more morning games like this, but it's probably something they need to look into because I, I didn't hear any complaints from the NFL fans. I mean, everybody I know like the idea of just rolling out of bed and there's a football game. Yeah. Uh, just wish it was better teams, had the Lions and the Falcons. It, it got there, interesting there, there at was, the end. There was concern about the ratings, but it's like, even if you're not pulling in the, the types of numbers you would pull in during the afternoon when uh, when everybody's watching football, you're still going to get a, a large amount of people watching the game that's going to still beat out whatever, you know... Uh, Infomercial was playing in the morning or or cartoon or whatever. Plus, that game, it was on uh, the full broadcast, so everybody in America got that game. If it was like a normal afternoon game, only the, only the viewers in Atlanta and Detroit would be able to get it, plus whoever has like the DirecTV Super Package, whatever. Right. So, I, I would guess the ratings would, would be better just because they have a large amount of eyeballs on it. You didn't watch the game, did you? Uh, not, not, not the entire game. Oh, God. I watched the entire game. When they made, when they did shots to the crowd, I mean, it was every NFL jersey from every team. <laughs> Even Jacksonville? Ja- I saw especially Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a couple of, ja- I saw like three or four groups of Jacksonville Jaguar fans, uh, Peyton Manning jerseys, um, what's the name? Brady jerseys. Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, they were all over from every team. Those London London people love American football, apparently. And, you know, the rumors we've heard for years is that the, um, the NFL wants a team over in London. That's that's tough, though, man. Just a, It seems crazy, but in actuality, the travel from, like, New York to London is about the same from New York to California. But it just seems that much farther because it's like a completely different country, actually. And like, what the, is it going to be? One team? Are you putting a division over there? How are you doing this? That's a good question. I mean, it seems kind of silly just to send every team over to play one team. Yeah, and, and for one team to constantly come over here. Yeah, and you know, people have asked, how come they don't go to Mexico? Well, because Mexico is just 
been, you know, it's a Cowboys hotbed right now. Just leave that alone. Plus, the cartels are there. <laughs> um, and why don't they go to Canada? I don't they have, the they have the CFL. Yeah, they have the CFL. Thank you. I think they have the CFL. They have their own football to watch. So, <laughs> if anything, I would guess, like, what would you think the NFL goes for if they happen to expand? They had to expand. Uh, if they happen to expand, sorry. Are we talking abroad? Uh, Anywhere. Like, if tomorrow the NFL comes out and says, we're putting two new teams in the NFL starting in 2017. And they will be playing in, just name, two places. L.A. That's, that's a given. And, um, I don't know. I would say maybe. I just hate the thought of London. I would say L.A. and. Miami? <laughs> <laughs> oh, put a professional team there? Why don't they just. Uh, L.A. and, I would go Mexico City. Or L.A. or in um, Toronto. Just to keep it continental. Yes. Yeah, um, you could do that. Or you could do L.A. and maybe San Antonio, another you know, Texas team. Yeah. We've got enough space. Yeah, we, yeah, we have enough space. Throw it somewhere in Texas. But, but back to the game. Um, it was just, or Utah, perhaps. Yes, because that's where black people love to live, Utah. Come to Utah and see our seven black people. Well, they have a, I mean, they have a basketball team. Why not? Why not add another professional team? There, that's the seven black people. They're on the Utah Jazz. <laughs> um, so, how much of the game do you actually see? Uh, I saw. I think maybe quarter. I saw the entire thing, and <laughs> I don't know what to say about the Falcons because they're a pretty bad team. I, I know. I expect them to be better. But I can say something about the Lions. They just shoot themselves in the foot. <laughs> and that's been going on for, for years. Decades. They have, they have always started, it always seems like they've started like 6-0. and mm-hmm. And then they finish the season. Oh, and they finish the, they start 6-0 and and finish the year 6-10. and <laughs> well, no, well, the rest of the way they go 2-6. and six. Yeah. Or 2-8. Two 2-8. And eight. Two and eight. It's just... God, they shoot themselves on foot. And the entire, the last, I want to say, three minutes of the game was just a comedy of errors. We thought the three Stooges were on the <laughs> headphones. For both teams, they're just making stupid mistakes. Like, at, it was under a minute left of the game, and um, Detroit had just run the ball, and Atlanta called a timeout for them. And it's like, why are you calling? And Detroit was on timeouts. Why are you helping them? Why, Mike Smith? Why? They're just everything's going backwards. It's just, it was just so, it was so, just watching those two teams. It was like, you, do you want to win? No, you win. No, 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 you can win. You can have this one. It was just so ridiculous. I'm pro for having more, um, morning games. You no know, games are eight, nine o'clock. Just not these two teams again, please. Yeah, until they're good. Give me something to wake up for. Yeah. Um, let's go to uh, do, 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 do. question. Will the Raiders ever win? Uh, at this point, it's not looking good. <laughs> it's not looking good. In fact, let me go and check. The, we know the Raiders are 0-7 right now. Let me see who they play in, uh, coming up. It's just bad. Bad. Okay, so, and they already had their bye week. So, oh, listen to this. So, the next three weeks, Seattle, Denver, San Diego. Oh, God. And then after that, Kansas City, St. Louis, San Francisco, San Francisco, Kansas City, Buffalo, Denver. They might have a shot at Buffalo. <laughs> That's why I looked at I'm like, well, is Buffalo or uh, what was the other one? St. Louis. Well, instead of asking if they're ever going to win again this season, let's just ask right off the bat. I mean, who are they just, drafting? With who the are they drafting one? next year? <laughs> uh, they're definitely not drafting a quarterback. They just got even if the best quarterback is Marcus Mariota, I can see them get if they get the first the first when they get the first overall number one pick. I can see them trading it because if to go zero and seven, that means you have a lot of holes in your team. <laughs> they need a lot of help at other places, just not the quarterback. Right? They need to rebuild that line. They need to rebuild the defense. They need to get weapons for a car. 
and just having the number one overall pick isn't going to fulfill all that. They need to trade down and get and get some more picks to fill up those empty roster spots. Right. Be interesting to see. But they're done. <laughs> or, or they can do the Raiders thing. They'll draft Mariota and try to trade Carr for like a third round pick. <laughs> that would be the Raiders. So we're both saying December 21st against Buffalo. They're going to be home for that game. That's, that's when they're going to get their one win. They're going to go <laughs> one and 15. Uh, you want to stay on the bat or you want to jump to something good? Uh, so we got one, two, three more topics. Two are depressing. One is awesome. <laughs> let's do another bad one. Then. All right, let's go to the bad. Um, let's talk about the <laughs> – I literally wrote this down as is the god-awfulness of the AFC South. Man, is it possible that um, your division winner is going to finish with six wins? <laughs> and we always talk about how awful it is when a division winner – Winds up with seven, goes seven and nine. It was what Seattle did that a few years back. Yes, yeah, Seattle and then the Saints came in. And Seattle trounced them. It seems like this division this year is saying, "Let's let's try and do that one better or worse." <laughs> one, one. <laughs> let's go. Let me go. Let's go six and ten and yeah. win the division. Carolina is three, four, and one. New Orleans is three and four. Atlanta is two and six. Tampa Bay is one and six. Tampa Bay is one and six. It is only, let's see, how many games behind? What's that, two games behind in the division? No. With the tie, two and a half games behind the Are you kidding me? Yeah, obviously, uh, Atlanta and St. Oops. Not Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta and New Orleans have the best chance of breaking out and actually you know, winning the game, winning more games and, and finishing with a respectable, uh, respectable record, but... At this point, it's kind of hard to imagine them doing so, the way they've played. Uh, just a division as a whole that has been greatly underachieving as well. It's kind of sad because there's a lot of good talent on most of those teams. Especially New Orleans, who I think we both picked to win the division. Yeah. I think we picked them ridiculously high in numbers, too. I know I picked, uh, let's see, New Orleans. I had 3-13 and 13 and you had 12-4. and four. So, um... You had New Orleans at 3 and 13? Three, at 13 and 3, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. So, my dream is dead. <laughs> they gotta go on a nine-game winning streak to, to, to get to you, and that doesn't seem like it's happening. Their defense is horrendous. Yeah. And, for some reason, I know that the stats don't back it up, but it seems like they are a much, much worse team when they leave the Superdome. Yeah, and every, it seems like teams are catching up to the offense. I mean, Sunday night they just crushed the Packers. I believe it was 44-23. But if they're outside, it's ridiculous. I don't understand. Um, let me go back. I'm sorry. Be- because, and, and like I said, it, it just seems like defenses are finally, finally after five years, starting to catch up to, to this offense. Because Jimmy Graham, you're, you're not seeing highlight reels of him. Well, he's hurt. He's been hurt for the past couple weeks. Okay. I should know he was on my fantasy team before I trade him. Uh, other than that, Drew Brees is exposed because he hasn't doesn't have anybody else really to get it to. Or he hasn't been able to get it to. Talking about exposed. How do you feel about Look at Cam Newton. What does he have on his team? His offensive option is either run it or throw it up, run under it, and catch it himself. He's going to have to start doing that. <laughs> I mean, they... A 45-yard bomb from Newton. Do Newton touchdown! At this point, you're going to have to... I mean, you have to rely on him to do everything. It's unfortunate. But that's that's the only way it's going to go down right now. Until they start, you know, rebuilding that offense. Yeah, yeah. And, well, Carolina can't because they're so strapped for cash. Because all the stupid... Um, signings that their previous GM did mm-hmm. giving a combined $70 million to two running backs when again running backs don't last for long in the NFL <sighs> um, that's all I have to say of his vision I can't believe that Atlanta and Tampa Bay can still win when they're both choking dogs Well, no, I, I, I did not see this from Tampa Bay Lovey Smith coach team only 1-6 didn't see that but because I, I know for certain I didn't pick them to win the division because I thought their quarterback wasn't going to be that good leaving um, Chicago. 
But still, this is like embarrassing. There have been talk uh, around the team of him getting fired already. Yeah. One year in. Let's see what. Now, I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlanta win the division because they have the offense to do it. And they have decent defense. Uh, but Tampa Bay is not – I mean, they have a good coach. Um, they have a good running back. But other than that, they're, they're not much else. Okay. So the question is, how many wins does it take to, to win this division? Seven. Uh, realistically, it's seven. I, I'm hoping it'll be six because I, I, I want to see someone set the record or, or lower the bar or whatever you want to call it. If you're going to be bad, be bad. I want, this, I want to see it be five. <laughs> I want to go five and 11 and make the playoffs. But honestly, I think or so. five, ten, and one. Yeah, five, ten, and what? That can, actually might happen. I can see Carolina going, what would that be, seven, eight, and one and getting in? God. Hopefully New Orleans... And pull out this funk and you know reel off six six out of seven and hopefully end up with eleven and five. Although with that defense, maybe nine and seven is a better reach. They need to like take a like pictures of the Superdome with them on the road so they <laughs> hypnotize themselves to thinking that's where they're playing all the time. Alright, so scratch that off the god awfulness of the NFC South. So, two subjects left. Seahawks and turmoil, or the Pats and the Broncos, who play this week? Uh, let's talk about the Pats and Broncos. All right. Go back to the AFC. Be happy. Uh, where do you want to start, Pats or the Broncos? Uh, Broncos are really, really surprising this year. They're surprising? Yeah. I mean, you didn't know how they were going to respond to the beatdown in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of whose fault it was or how well Seattle played, just didn't know how they were going to respond to that. And they're playing they, They're playing like the team that just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Manning's still shattering records. More uh, touchdown passes than anybody in league history. Yeah, and they're not showing any signs of slowing down, especially with the additions on defense. Mm-hmm. I believe that um, I said at the end of the year when we were making our prediction that they were going to be like the Spurs in the NBA, how the Spurs lost to the Cav, uh, to the Heat and devastating faction, and they came back and won the title again, won it like the per- uh, previous year. That's how I feel about the Broncos. They're in a mission to get back to the Super Bowl and prove that last year was just a few flu. The only, differ- the only difference between those two teams is that San Antonio won the way they always win. And just by being a great all-around team and being consistent. Well, I was saying Denver is just Denver's, rushing it. Denver's doing it what, like San Antonio. They're on both sides of the ball. Offense, their defense has never been as good as it is right but they're now. Do- and the, but they're dominating. They're, 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 they're dominating. Uh, they're, they are angry, it seems like. At this <laughs> yes, point. and this is why I picked them for the Super Bowl. We're, um, a huge motivating factor in you know, getting your ass whooped. <laughs> and try to... I mean... For what three, four months is all they heard in the all season. Oh, you can't hang with Seattle. Seattle pulled whooping on y'all. Y'all, were, y'all shouldn't have been there. And they're coming out, and every game's like, oh, we'll show you, we'll show Seattle, we'll show every the world, the world. If you're a fan of another team, this you just sol because this isn't going <laughs> to be your luck. That's how I feel. This team's on a mission. I, I would be shocked if they don't win the Super Bowl this year. I'm put down record right now. At this point, you have to. I mean, you have to make those kind of statements. The Patriots uh, came out of nowhere last week. I mean, came out like a house on fire. Well, and it's about time. I mean, they're surprising as well because they've been so inconsistent. They've struggled so much this year. Uh, they have a healthy Gronk back, uh, but they still haven't gotten it. They, they're starting to show signs of life, but uh, it, it's taken them a few weeks to get into it. And, and, Three weeks ago, we were talking about the end of Tom Brady. I mean, that's how bad it got. And now they they seem like they're getting it back on track, uh, but it's still very surprising, just overall, that that their people are saying they're barely going to win the division. Well, this helps just their schedule. Helps. Last time we spoke, they just got beaten by Kansas City 41 to fourteen. Then they go out and beat Cincinnati forty three to seventeen. Buffalo, uh, thirty-seven to twenty-two. The New York Jets, twenty-seven to twenty-five. Chicago, fifty-one to twenty-three. 
when you go out there and crush like that, you just shove the doubters. I, <sighs> maybe, like I'm looking at this, maybe Cincinnati and Chicago aren't as good as we thought it was. Maybe um, New England schedules on paper really they easy. are. Yeah. But right now, Chicago's self-destructing the locker room. Yep. And uh, Cincinnati's always a crapshoot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> they are in the AFC what the Lions are. In, I'm sorry. They are in the yeah, AFC what the Lions are in the NFC. You don't know what you're going to get. They've been down for so many years. So. And they have a wealth of talent. Yeah. But back to the Patriots. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady has turned back into Tom Terrific. Um, it helps to have your number one receiver option on the field healthy again. Ooh, who do you think wins this game? It's going. Is that Gillette State? Um, I'm still going to go with the Patriots. Uh, why so? They're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they've got they've always they always have an advantage at home just because that crowd is always behind them regardless. Uh, Brady is starting to pick up steam. And what better time to to go full steam ahead uh, than now? Who, who is Manning's greatest rival? Tom Brady. And what do you want to do with your rival? Beat him. Beat him like he owes you money. I'm taking the Broncos, and I wouldn't be surprised if this – I'm calling the score right now. 41-17, the Broncos going and crush. Wow. I don't know what I don't know what score I would go with, but forty-one seventeen, man, that is bold. Go pay Manning! <laughs> wow, that's a big, big difference from what I've heard in the past. <laughs> We're going into the fancy minute. Let's go to the fancy sports real quick. Talk about our fancy teams before we end with the Seahawks. Um, what's our re- what's your record? My record. <laughs> I'm like uh, was the NFC South. I'm like I'm. Uh, was, Three, four, and ones. Just ridiculous. Where did one tie come from? Uh, I, I was. It was a game I was supposed to lose to my friend Kyle. Can you really call Kyle your friend? <laughs> I say people who know each other that haven't killed each other yet. But yeah, um, tell me about your team, please. Let me go. I'm finding your team oh, right God, now. Oh God, it's a great your, team. First off, what's your team name? Uh, what is it? A uh, Mr. Rogers Shady Neighborhood. That's right. Because my team has been led for the past couple of years by Aaron Rodgers at quarterback mm-hmm. and LaShawn Shady McCoy at running back. I actually thought I had a pretty great draft this season uh, compared to most seasons. Uh, and the team has still been underperforming. Frank Gore at running back, who's clearly just getting old. Victor Cruz, I drafted this season. He, he tore his knee uh, what, three games into the season. I'm so happy because in our draft, I had to pick right before you, and I couldn't even pick Victor Cruz or um, Allen, the uh, wide receiver from San Diego. I went back and forth. Keenan like, Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen. I went back and forth for like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, I'll just take the young guy. And then you were like, oh, I guess it's time for me to get my salsa on. You pick Victor Cruz. I was waiting for all those salsa dances, and I only got one, and he was on the bench when he did it. <laughs> uh, on my bench, at least. Uh Man, I had the Saints defense to start the season. They were god-awful. Who else? Brandon Marshall has been underperforming. I somehow wound up with two great tight ends this season. A resurgent comeback player of the year candidate, Antonio Gates, Mm -hmm. and uh, Martellus Bennett from the Chicago Bears. But the Bears, again, like you said, are imploding before our eyes, so it's kind of Right now, I have to stick with, with Gates, who is not disappointed in the past few two weeks. Your wide receivers are crazy. At the beginning of the season, you have thought this is the greatest wide receiver team in the league. Brandon Marshall, Reggie Rain, Sammy Watkins, and Wes Welker. They also have... Yeah, that's the that's your starters, quote-unquote. They have Denard Robinson, Terrence Williams, and Andre Holmes. Yeah. And those, guys, those three guys started you because of the bye week this week. And uh, Williams has been my starter over Welker just mm-hmm. because I, you know, Welker hasn't been playing up to snuff this year. And well, pop, just pop not, it not to me, Molly's. Yeah, it happens. Got the shakes. Oh yeah, and the sweats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I just picked him up two weeks ago, anyways. So I really haven't had a chance to to test him out on the on the roster on the active roster. And you offered me a trade. What was it? 
couple days ago. I think it was a pretty damn good trade. I'm not saying it wasn't a good trade. Uh, tell the people what the trade was. I offered this man, Philip Rivers, quarterback of San Diego Chargers, mm-hmm. and rookie sensation, Sammy Sadis and so Watkins. <laughs> Mr. I can't run. I can't keep running. Hi. Did you win or lose this week? I can't remember. I won this week. Okay, good. So you didn't uh, I expect it. It would have padded my lead, yeah. basically. You won, like, what, 30 points? No, I won by 8 points. Of okay. Um, in return for Megatron, Calvin Johnson, and uh, Carlos, Carlos Hyde, Hyde, just to throw in at running back. That's very good. And um, That's probably the best trade offer I've ever sent to you. That is. Because you sent me trade offers that make me <laughs> just, like, roll on the ground laughing. Laughing my ass off. Ah! You gotta, you have to start the lowest. You know, the you, lowest you, you, you start low. You start low, and I'm like, I start you can the start of the barrel. You can start at the bottom of the barrel with the other people. I know <laughs> what my team is worth. Okay, you gotta start at the middle or top shelf. <laughs> uh, it was a good trade, especially. Uh, I just made a trade uh, with one of the teams in my in the league. Full disclosure, it was with my brother. Um, I traded him Cam Newton, uh, Cordell Patterson, Jimmy Graham, and Keenan Allen for Andy Dalton, Lamar Miller, A.J. Green, Vernon, and Vernon Davis. So I could use a better quarterback. But Full disclosure, I think you got the stronger end of the deal. Uh, but is almost as well-balanced as it's, it could be. Yeah, absolutely. Well balanced trade. I really wanted. Um, I really didn't want to give up uh, Graham, but that had to be done. And Lamar Miller is, you know, top twenty running back. I mean, running back is just crap. If you yeah. didn't get lucky enough to get Foster or Murray. You're just picking, choosing every week. Or you got stuck drafting Arian Peterson, Adrian Peterson, who is still on one of our competitors. Starting lineup. Starting lineup. The guy I'm taking on this week, so shh. Don't <laughs> he's, he's not going to care. He's not going to hear this anyway. <laughs> and I'm still predicted to lose against him anyway. So um, <laughs> my starting quarterbacks are Andy Dalton and um, Austin Davis. So that's who I'm choosing in between. So I looked at your trade for a while, but I was like, I just can't give up Megatron. I have, to, I have Megatron and AJ Green together. I could throw in Tom Brady. I've got three quarterbacks on my on my roster, two of which I'm gonna wind up trading before the end of the before the trade deadline, just, which is in two weeks for us. Yeah, because by that time they will they will have all had their gone through their bye weeks, um, so they'll be you know fine for trading. My wide receivers are insane now: DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, and Megatron. Yeah. Why, uh, quarterback How's your team doing though this year? I am five and three with a crazy pull out of my ass victory that I had last week That's against a, my brother. Five and three is a down year for you. Mm-hmm. Usually, what like six and two, something like that. But you know, seven, like, seven and one, eight no. You know what? How many years have we been doing this? So fourth year. This is our. This will be our fifth year. Yeah. How many championships have I won? Three. Or I can have an off year. And the one year I didn't win the championship, I still made it to the finals and yeah. lost the body. So, you know what? Y'all need to step y'all game up. I'll take this year off and let y'all have some glory. <laughs> While I just stare at my championship rings, okay? My rings. Man, that's just... That's getting uh, getting lazy, I think. <laughs> I, I would... If, if I was in that position, I'd be... Putting the pedal to the metal. Well, when year you get in, this position, out. let me know. <laughs> I will. When you got the three tiles, let me know. I certainly will. I plan on doing it. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Who do you take on this week? I don't even know. You know, I know I take on Andrew. Um, um, I think I'm taking on Bobby. Pal Bobby. Yep, yep, you're Bobby. You're taking on Bobby. What's his team name? The Fear Boners. <laughs> Which is, if you don't watch the league, you wouldn't understand. Uh, I don't watch the league. Well, well, then you need to watch the league. Get on that. We had another team called Taco Corp. So it just changed its name to Peyton Freaking Manning. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was also, it, initially it was 
I swear I'm trying to win. <laughs> yes, because he was like 0-5. And it changed his team name to I swear I'm trying to win. He's 2-6 now. Huzzah. Um, so, let's see. We've wrapped up our fantasy minute. So, only one thing that's to talk two. about. Or two. <laughs> the Seahawks and Tarmel. Dum, dum, dum. I kind of called it. Did you? Yeah. What did you call such a thing? Um, I didn't see them repeating as champs. Well, neither, neither one of us did that. I think you still had them with a better record than I did. Let's see. Well, because I thought at that point someone had to win. Uh, wow, we went high. I said 12 and 4, you said 13 and 3. 13 and 3. Wait a minute. You went 13 and 3, you're like, I called it. Yeah, but I didn't. I think most people, a lot of people were expecting them to possibly run the table this year. And I I didn't see that happening. And I'm really surprised that they lost at home, actually. Yes. To be honest, it was the, what, the first time in, what, two and a half years that they've lost at home? Mm-hmm. Crazy. The first time in Russell Wilson's career. Yeah. If I remember correctly, against the, I, I, the team that shall not be named. <laughs> From Texas. Yeah, if I say that... <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. Can I tell a quick story? Sure. Of course, this this podcast is nothing but us going off the rails. Right. So I was with my girlfriend the, uh, what, that Monday after, and we're just sitting at the apartment watching TV. And of course, I have it on ESPN, and it's on first take, and they're talking about the Cowboys. And she sits down, looks at the TV, sees what's on, and just grabs the remote control and says, Fuck the Cowboys! And she changes the channel. <laughs> uh, I'll... I was watching that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me. You ain't, you ain't watching a damn thing now. Uh, okay, I guess I'm not TV watching that. time is over. <laughs> I was watching that. Well, you ain't watching it now. Uh, I'm going to make me a myself a sandwich, then. <laughs> but yeah, she is irate. Um, another team that's having problems in the uh, locker room. You're hearing all these, these rumors of um, teammates having a problem with Russell Wilson saying he's not quote quote black enough what the hell is that uh, as a black man I want to know what is not black enough I don't know man. I, I've been of course running. you wouldn't know huh? <laughs> I really don't know what it is is it because he does these commercials is it because he's cool with the front office that's called getting your money in, in order yeah Russell Wilson is still you know, he isn't getting the Andrew Luck money. He still, I think he gets paid less than just about all the other stars on his team. But this is the problem that I had with Richard Sherman at the beginning of the season. He was trying to interfere with another man trying to make his money. And this is what's happening. It's it's infected the locker room, essentially. I'm kidding. But essentially, that's the mentality that, that it is. I hope when my girlfriend hears that, she doesn't think you're serious because you, you may not be heard <laughs> from again. No, I mean... Look, he, you know, Sherman was very open about and very vocal about, you know, not wanting a, a man to make more money than him because of whatever standing he had in the league. Yes, and this, as long as they, he was but talking it, it about in the same position. Business, you know, and, and I contended that it shouldn't have been his business what the man was making. Make your own money and, and just leave it at that. Um, and if that's the case that you're talking about, that, that he's just trying to make his money, that the team is revolt is you know rebelling against him and trying to prevent him from making his money. First well, off, well those who, whoever is saying this needs to shut up. I'm gonna let you know a little secret. No, you brought this up. That's no, no, I'm saying whoever is talking about Russell Wilson, you know, not being quote unquote black enough, shut up. I want every person who listens to this who is black to, li- to heed my advice. Follow white people. They go where the money is, especially if they're Jewish. You follow them. Don't worry about quote unquote being black enough, okay? You know what happens when you're too black? You get shot trying to sell crack, okay? Follow the white people, go to money. This shouldn't be difficult. And don't listen to what all these other idiots are saying because they don't have money. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a say in this. Yeah, you don't, punky boy. So they trade away Percy Harvin. Yeah. Rumors are that uh, Marshall Lynch will not be on the team next year. Pretty rough, but and everybody's turning against Russell Wilson because um, they're not black enough. Well, that well because the real honest truth they're doing this stuff because 
They're not winning. No, Russell Wilson's contract is going to be coming coming up soon, and they're going to have to pay him. So they got to jettison some players and some cash to give them get the money ready for him. And my thoughts, he deserves it. And realistically, this was probably going to be Marshawn Lynch's last year anyway. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's at that point where he's starting to slow down. He's starting to slow down. He is. Let me see how old he's he is. not beast mode at this point. I believe he's either twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. But he's getting at the A's that, you know, running backs start to slow down. Let me find that. You can keep talking, my friend. Marshawn Lynch, he's 28 right now. Yeah. So, you know, beast mode is... is Turning into lease mode. <laughs> well, but don't... Sure. Um... Uh, so it's not. It wouldn't be surprising if he's off the team next year at all. I mean, he's gonna. He's at that point where he's gonna have to start, either retire or start well, bouncing he's, around. He's only twenty. He probably has you know one good season left in him, yeah. like a sixteen hundred yard season next year or two, and then he's gonna start petering out like all um, running back suit. Not his fault. He's just getting old in a position where it's you can't get old. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's just a lot of the whispers and talk. And one thing I've, I've been thinking about is the, you know, you win a championship and all of a sudden it's the disease of more, the disease of me where everybody comes out and say, hey, I want to make more money. Hey, I, he's got a book deal. How come I can't get a book deal? Hey, he's on commercials. How come I can't get on commercials? Right. And that stuff just eats away at the at the teamwork and the camaraderie. And that's what ha- that's what's happening right now. Yeah, it's uh, they're four and three. But real, I mean, is it because have we ever seen a, a Super Bowl winning team go through this much turmoil? The this the year after, I mean, we didn't see Baltimore go through this the year before. Was the year before? Yeah, we never saw the Patriots go through this. It's just one of those weird years where all these personalities are starting to to combust. They're starting to collide. Well, you can't. Say anything about the Patriots because the way Bill Belichick runs that team, it's almost like a, a military group. You know, he you know he wasn't going to let that happen. Uh, I'm going to check up the rest of the Super Bowl winners to see if there was any resigning problems. Continue. Indianapolis, New Orleans, uh, like said, Baltimore. You you really didn't see these kinds of you haven't seen these types of implosions. The next year after winning a Super Bowl, usually the implosions happen to the team who loses a Super Bowl. Right. Um, let's see if we go back to two thousand and two. Um, and and the the teams that that have won Super Bowl that haven't even made it back to the playoffs, uh, it's not because of internal strife. It's just they just got complacent the next year. Okay, so Baltimore Ravens. What the? This color chart is all wrong. But anyway, it's so weird to see. See, you're messing me up, Wikipedia. But that's nothing new. Um, go back to the Ravens. The only big issue they have was Flacco's deal taking up a lot of cap space, which is which will continue to hurt them in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants. The Giants. That's just because of New York. Nothing from the Packers, Saints, Steelers, Giants again. Colts, Steelers, Patriots, Patriots. No, you don't really see anything that like decimated a team the year after. Just complacency. Not since two thousand, since year two thousand when the Rams won and kind of fractured. No, they made it. I nope. They made it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, two thousand two. You're right. So yeah, nothing like that. I don't know if it's because they're interesting. They're having more problems, or just because the year the. The age we live in with technology, if one little thing escapes, it's on the 24-7 news feed and, you know, a little thing like someone upset of someone on the team, something small grows into something huge. Right. So, I don't know. This is a sign of things to come, though. For future Jeez, I, I would hope not. It makes hard. It, but you also have to look at the personalities on those teams as well. That's a big issue. Right, Richard. So... Remains to be seen. It's going to be an interesting uh, 
next four games until we give it our you know, third update of the season. Mm-hmm. Let's see, when will that be? <laughs> ah, whatever, we'll let you know. We're back to the podcast, people. Sorry we left you for so long. Looking forward to uh, the start of the basketball season, kind of. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope pod to step to. A step to. Step to. A step to. Step to. Step to. Ricker, ricker. We're back. Oh, you just going to pull the plug? I had you to pull the plug. Uh, you want to feel my flow? <laughs> Later. Um, you know, so we didn't do any kind of basketball preview because we were, um, well, I was on vacation. You could have handled it by yourself. Yeah, I talk to myself for a couple hours. <laughs> That's a, first off, it's a lie. When I asked him what was the big news about the NBA season, he's like, oh, LeBron went back to Cleveland. I was like, and what else? LeBron went back to Cleveland. That's all he had. That's about it. Yeah. Um, oh, Chandler signed in the club. Yeah. Or in the club. Is that, is that what they uh, said? Sure, why not? Ooh, we should probably talk about all the, um, the Marvel DC movies. The schedule came wow. out uh, this week. Marvel today announced, yeah. and then uh, DC a couple weeks ago announced their lineup. Mm-hmm. So, finally got some stuff to start uh, to talk about. Same. Start branching out from from uh, <laughs> the pigskin and uh, the uh, the. The diamond. <laughs> it's going to come to a point where it's like going to be 2021. I'm like, I can't go and watch this movie. I have children to think about. <sighs> oh, well. They'll live with it. Yep. One of these days, I'll see Guardians. Wait. Wait. Yes. I remember. <laughs> we saw it there. One of these days, you'll go see Captain America. Soon. So, yeah, soon. Be sure to pick up a copy. Yeah. It's not now. Um, we good? That'll do it. All right, then. For Anthony, I am DeQuincy. Go Royals. <laughs> For our friend Matt, we hope go Royals. Later, babies. <laughs>